Hallelujah. Isn't it exciting here at Excite, eh? <clears throat> Thank you, team. Didn't the team here do a great job? Yeah. Praise God. Great round of applause for them. Hallelujah. Using their talents for the Lord. What an example to the rest of us. They arrive here early on Sunday, serve in the house of God. Wow. You know, there's, I don't know what you got out of the worship time this morning when you're just free and praise and worship and lifting up, uh, worshiping with all your might before the Lord and, uh, and praising God. But for me, it was that one phrase, light before the sun. Do you know when you read Genesis, in Genesis chapter 1, there was light before God created the sun? There's that eternal light of God on the first day, morning and evening. It was about the third or fourth day, I can't remember, it doesn't matter, but it was well on in the peace before he created the sun. The, the two great lights, I think it was day four, the lesser and the greater light. There you go. But maybe you got something different in the worship. Jesus is that light, by the way, light before the sun. He is the Son of God. He is the eternal light that we've received that flows out through us. Lord, we just thank you for who you are. We thank you that you're the eternal word. You're the eternal light of the world, and yet you live in us. The word was made flesh and dwelt among us. John could say, and we beheld his glory. And we just love to behold your glory this morning. And we honor you, and we just lift up this message and just commit it to you that you would speak through the words uh, through your word this morning, the words that are spoken, and you'd bless us this morning with the fragrance of your presence and your favor and your great reward this morning, Father, in Jesus' name, for his glory. Amen. Amen. Wow. Wasn't that a great preach last week? Dream it month. Charlotte and Reuben, great preach. I just love coming along on a Sunday morning. I get excited just to receive from God. And then the week before, my uh, beautiful, darling wife, she got up and preached how that God could change things in one day. One day he could change things, turn things around in a day. I thought, man, that's good. That's what I need. I need that, I need that in my family, in my life. I need it in my business. So I, I received that word by faith. Now, the Monday morning I went to work. And uh, MPI had changed things in December and the... I'd lost 48 ton of orders for honey for uh, January, but I believed in what Ruth said. And that morning, the Monday morning, I went to work, and I had an order out of left field come in for 50 to 75 ton. Not all in the one month, but over the next three months. So we've already, said, we've already uh, done 20 ton of that order, and we're going to do the rest as well. It's still open for us even now, two weeks later. So praise God. He does move mountains. His word is true. He is real. He is for us. And if God be for us, who can be against us? This month is a month of, uh, the theme is great reward. This year, this year is our theme for the year is great reward. But this is a great reward month. And I want to speak this morning about faith reward. Faith reward. And there's three things I want to, uh, three uh, questions I've got to ask this morning as we go through the message. And that the first one is, who is God? The second is, who am I? Or who are you? Who am I? Many people ask that question in life. And then the third one, who is going to fight my battles? Is that all right? Who is God? Who am I? Who is going to fight my battles? Now we look at it, who is God? And uh, we're often quoting from this, but we'll go back, if you look up on the screen, to Exodus chapter 3, verse 13 and 14. 
And, and uh, Moses is 80 years old now. He spent 40 years in, the, in Egypt, and then he had, he had uh, murdered someone there, took things in his own hands, thought he could work it out his own way, but then he had to go and spend 40 years in the wilderness. With Je- he ended up with Jethro, who became his father-in-law. And now he's 80 years old, and God's calling him. He meets God at the burning bush, and the fire comes down on the bush, and the bush isn't devoured, and he sees this miracle happening, and he turns aside, and he speaks with God, and God is calling him to go and release the children of Israel from out of the bondage of Pharaoh in Egypt, where they'd been for 400 years. And he's speaking uh, to God, and he's saying, well, you know, if I go to the children of Israel, to your people, you know, I've been away for 40 years, who... Who do, the, who do I tell them this sent me? And so we'll read that. Moses said to God, Indeed, when I come to the children of Israel and say to them, The God of your fathers has sent me to you. And they say to me, What is his name? What shall I say to them? He was, he was looking for a lot of excuses, Moses was, when God wanted him to go. But that was all right. Sometimes we have excuses. God's asked us to do something. Sometimes we doubt. Moses was doubting. But the Lord said to him, And God said to Moses, I am who I am. And he said, this you shall say to the children of Israel, I am has sent you. You know, if God explained who he was to us, it would be so big we couldn't even contain it. But I love that phrase, I am. God says, I am. Then you come to John's gospel. And Jesus comes and he says, He that's seen me, seen the Father when he's here on earth. And in John's gospel, we read through the gospels. And you look at all the I am's in John's gospel. Jesus says, I am the bread of life. I am the light of the world. I, uh, he, he says, before Abraham was, I am. In other words, I'm God. I'm not only a man, I'm God, manifest in flesh. He says, I am the door. He says, I am the good shepherd. I am the resurrection and the life. Praise God, he's in us. He said, and he that believes in me shall never die. We have resurrection and life in us. Eternal spiritual life. We will exist forever with the Lord. Glory to God. Like that song we're singing, he shall return in robes of white. The blazing sun shall pierce the night, sister. Yeah, come on. Even so, come, Lord Jesus. Come now. We are ready to go today. Yes, amen. He is. I am the good shepherd. I am the resurrection and the life. I am the way. I am the truth. I am the life. I am the true vine. That is him. And God says, Jesus says, I am. I am. Wonderful. Wonderful truth. But then through the week or last week, I was reading in Hebrews chapter 6, uh, sorry, chapter 11, verse 6, the great faith chapter of Hebrews. I love, I love that because really we want to talk about faith's reward. God is saying this morning, I am. What is your need here today? Because he is. He is. Well, what does it say? Without faith, verse 6, without faith it is impossible to please God. So I can't even do my best and please him? No, you cannot do your best and please him. Without faith in Jesus, faith reaches out to the Lord. Without faith in him, without receiving from Jesus, it's impossible to please God. He that comes to God must believe that 
He is. God says, I am. We say, faith says, He is. Yeah, He is. He actually is. Did you know He is? He is the door. He is the bread of life. He is wonderful. He is counselor. If you want counsel, go to Jesus. Go to the Word. He is the living Word. He's anything that you need. He is Jehovah Jireh. Jehovah Rapha, your healer. Jehovah Nissi. He is those things. He will provide for you. Hallelujah. He that comes to God must believe that he is. And he is a rewarder. Faith's reward. He is a rewarder. God is a giver. He's a rewarder. You cannot have faith in the Lord and not receive anything. He is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. They're not taking, these people that are diligently seeking him are not taken up with themselves. And using Jesus as an addition religiously, to, as an add-on to their lives to help them do better. No, no, they diligently have a single eye like dove's eyes for Jesus. We're in love with him. He is the King of kings and Lord of lords. And yet we have him. He has taken our place, the great exchange, and he's given us his place, his standing, perfect righteousness and holiness. Glory to God. So he is a rewarder of those that diligently seek him. Faith has great reward. Hebrews chapter 10 and verse uh, 35 says, Do not cast away your confidence, which has great reward. Have faith in God. He says, I am. We say, yeah, he is. He is. Do not cast away your confidence in him. Don't be distracted by that craftier, wily old enemy that comes along and tries to get your attention and your focus onto your circumstances in life. He comes to deceive. He comes to rob, to destroy. He's fearful of us believing by faith in the Lord Jesus, walking in Him, taking up our place of perfect standing in Christ, not trying to be like Him, but abiding in Him. See, God never, I better not get distracted, but God never chose us outside of Christ to be put into Christ. I think sometimes when we're young in the faith, we believe that God's going to take me and put me in Christ. But He chose us in Him. He always saw us in Christ. He always planned that. 2,000 years ago, He didn't run forward and, and say, Paul, what are you going to decide? Can I include you in Jesus when He dies on the cross? No, no. I had no say in it. He has chosen us in Christ from before the foundation of the world. He is a wonderful, loving Father. There's no one like Him. And he has so much reward to give us, so much favor, so much blessing. And he is. He says, I am. I say, you are. You are, Lord. You are. You are Jehovah Jireh. You are Jehovah Rapha. I think that's my healer. Yes, you are, Lord. I believe that. You are my counselor. You are my father. He that seen me seen the Father. Glory to God. Hebrews 11 and verse 7 says, By faith Noah became an heir of the righteousness that is by faith. Hallelujah. For the gift and the reward of the perfect righteousness of Christ. We receive it freely. 
He's taken our sin. He's given us his perfect standing of perfect righteousness. Hallelujah. Praise God for that. So often we, be only, uh, we believe only when we have nowhere else to turn, and even then sometimes still, we do not turn to the one who can supply all our needs. Isn't that sad? Only at the last minute we believe. But what would life be like if we got up in the morning believing, and then we carried on believing through the day, and then tomorrow, and then the next day, and we walk by faith? How far could God take us? if we trusted in Him at all times, if we believed in Him every moment of every day. I really believe that this is a year of great reward. We get trials in life. That's just normal. We get heartache and pain. That's just normal. We live in a fallen world. But we walk with joy in our, a spring in our step, joy in our hearts. Love and joy. Man, it's just so much so glorious to be walking through life with the Lord Jesus, the King of kings and Lord of lords. Being a king and a lord ourselves. Hey, how's that? Because he's king of kings. I wonder who the kings are that he's king of, and I wonder who the lords are he's lord of. That's you and I. Come on, we've got a room full of kings and lords here this morning. And we walk by faith, not by sight. What a glorious Savior. No wonder we can be so free to praise and worship Him from the depths of our heart. Free in His presence. If the Son shall make you free, you shall be free indeed. You shall know the truth. Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. And the truth shall set you free. That's right. That's right. Glory to God. So who is God? He is all that we ever need. He says, I am. We say, you are. He is. He that comes to God must believe that he is. There was these two statues. What did one statue say to the other statue? Statue, bro. <laughs> the enemy wants us to be like statues here this morning. He wants to shut us down. He wants us to be rigid. Feeling less than, unworthy. But God wants to raise us up, and he has raised us up in Christ. He didn't just raise us up a little bit. And if they'd be good, I'll raise them up a bit more. No, no, no. He raised us up when he raised Christ from the dead, and he seated us in heavenly places in Christ. And he's blessed us with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places in Christ. And he's just passionate about releasing Great reward as we have faith in him and just receive and receive and receive. See, faith is forsaking all, I trust him. Forsaking all, I trust him. F-A-I-T-H. Forsaking all, I trust him. And of course, I think it was The Lion, The Witch, and The Wardrobe movie, wasn't it? Uh, or the books where uh, the enemy came and made the, those people like statues. And they became statues. You remember that story? Yeah. Don't, don't let the enemy come in and make you like one of those statues. Jesus has set you free. Jesus empowers you. The Holy Spirit of God lives within you. Don't live from here and be deceived in your mind. He's the deceiver that sits on, on your shoulder and tells you all that you're not. Resist the devil. Tell him, don't you ever say, that's me. That's me. I am in Christ. That's me. I'm wholly exalted in him. I am blessed in my Savior. Don't put up with that nonsense. Walk in the Spirit. There is a well of living water within. 
Not within your head. Because if the well was in your head, it would be squirting out your ears. So God made it in our spirit. Just joking. Come on, don't get too serious. Some of you older ones were trying to think, where's the scriptural foundation for that comment, eh? <laughs> I was only pulling your leg. It's all right. It's all right. Praise God. Now, second question, of course, who am I? Who am I? That's what people wonder. Who am I? Why on earth am I here in this world? We have a story of David fighting Goliath, and it says in 1 Samuel 17 and verse 42, it says, and when the Philistine, that's Goliath, because David came up and he went down to fight Goliath. I'm not going to tell you the whole story. It's fairly well known. But David's going down to fight this filthy, ugly, dirty giant, self-centered, just horrible. He had six toes, six is the number of men, six fingers on each hand, I think it was. He was just filthy man, fallen man, wicked, wicked. He was filthy. And so David goes down to fight this terrible giant. And then when this Philistine looked about and saw David, he disdained him. <laughs> Those 10 or 12 feet high. Why did he disdain him? For he was only a youth. He was ruddy, or red, redhead, and good looking. Do you know that this morning you're good looking? Yeah? You are good looking. You might only be young in the Lord here this morning, but you're good looking. God has blessed you. You're coming along to excite. You see, coming along to excite on Sunday helps your looks. You know that? Yeah. I, I, every week I'm seeing you guys, you're getting more and more good looking as you hear the truth, as you've got a smile, as your whole demeanor has changed here this morning, as you're delighting in Jesus and you're getting changed from one degree of glory to another degree of glory into his likeness and into his image. You guys are good looking. You want to believe that. You guys are good looking. It's no wonder the enemy disdains us. Satan coming around. Who is he anyway? Who is he anyway? Horrible, horrible, horrible. Glory to God. God has given us authority over the enemy. We had to exercise a house this week. It, wasn't the, it was a, some non-Christian young people got us to come and exercise a house and, and, and get rid of the demons. We have authority over the evil one. We are kings and we are lords. All authority is in heaven and on earth. We've been given a great commission to go with that authority, authority and that power under the king of kings and lord of lords. Glory to God. Man, we're good looking. We're a threat to the enemy. We're powerful. The spirit of the living God lives in us. Hallelujah. Do you know why you're good looking? Because you are a child of God. You are fearfully and wonderfully made. Come on. You are a new creation. That's a different order than the first creation. No longer self-centered, but other-centered. No longer looking out for yourself, but looking out for others. Glory to God. Just like our Lord did. You were chosen by God. God has good-looking kids, you know. Good-looking kids. You are the salt of the earth. You are the salt of the earth. 
Man, this world would be a terrible place if it wasn't for believers in Jesus like you and I. If it wasn't for God's children scattered throughout our towns and our, the country, shining the light of God out into our community. Glory to God. You are complete in Christ. That is who you are. You are complete in Him. Don't try and complete yourself. Just accept it. Don't look at your failure or weakness. Reject it. You are complete in Him. That's the word. You are free of all condemnation. Romans 8.1. Free of all condemnation. You are a citizen, a citizen of heaven. This world is not your place anymore. You have been adopted into God's family. Heaven is your home. You have access there now. The holy place is open. We don't ask for an open heaven. God never, our heavenly father, God never shut his door on his kids. You ever read the story of the, good, uh, the, the prodigal son and the, and the father just looking out for him? His house was always open. The son wandered off, maybe thought he wasn't worthy. Maybe thought he had failed. Maybe thought his older brother was actually so good at everything and he was hopeless. But his father's heart was always towards him. And he saw him a great way off. That's like God with us. We're his kids. He loves us. His house is open. His home is open. The throne room is open above his children. Glory to God. You are born of God and the evil one cannot touch you. We're not afraid of evil spirits, the deceiving, filthy, slimy, self-centered dominions. We're not afraid of them. They can't touch us. They're afraid of us. Did you know that? Did you go in the room and turn the light? When did you last go in the room and turn the light on and there was this battle for 10 minutes, half an hour, two hours before the darkness finally gave up and went away? When you switch the light on, how long does it take for the darkness to go? Long before the sun comes up in the morning, where is the darkness heading? Come on. All that God has made is, is, is evidence to, of, to us of the power of the light of God within us. Come on. Lift your head up. Look to the Lord beyond the hills. From where comes our help? From the Lord. We walk by faith in Him. Glory to God. Who am I? That is who you are. That is who God has made you. Accept it in the beloved. Accept it in Him. Praise His name. We're so blessed, so blessed, so blessed. You are so good looking this morning. So good looking. Come on. Do you believe it? Amen. We do. Praise God. Who, number three, who's going to fight our battles for us? On the farm when I was younger, I just was thinking this week and I was, I remember when I was just a boy, I used to slash the paddocks with the tractor because we had a dairy farm. And I was only about 13 probably when I started slashing the paddocks. And we had this old Nuffield tractor. Dad used to buy these $500 tractors because he, he had eight kids and uh, he couldn't buy a new tractor. So he even bought a spare one, a whole spare one for parts. So we had about four of these old $500 tractors and we used to keep them going. But I used to slash the paddocks. And one day I slashed in this paddock and there was a bit of a mound of dirt, probably where it had the drain digger out and they hadn't cleared it off very level. And I come flying up to this slash in the paddock and the whole tractor and that hit the mound of dirt and the dirt hit the slasher and it just stalled on this mound and then it was stalled when it was stalled it was stalled into gear so even when I put the foot on the clutch because of the PDO spinning and the way it was linked with the gearbox don't don't ask me to explain that to you Phil but the gear stick wouldn't move even when I put my foot on the clutch 
So I started the tractor up again, but when I put my foot off the clutch, it was just died and die again. And I couldn't jerk it. I tried to jerk the clutch and loosen it, and I couldn't get that gear stick out of gear. So I thought, blow it. I was right down the back of the farm. I thought, I'm going to have to walk all the way home, tell Dad over half a mile, then come down, get another tractor, pull it off. How stupid have I I've been, you know? The old enemy sitting on my shoulder. But then I thought, I'll pray. I remember. I thought, I thought if all else fails, just pray. <laughs> so I prayed, and it just asked God to help me to free it. And started up again and jerked it a bit more, and very soon it just came free. Praise God. He hears us. He answers our prayers. You better believe it. It's amazing. There's so many testimonies we've heard in this place, how that God has miraculously answered prayers. I think we've got another good one coming up next week. You better be here next week. Come on. I'm not, that's not a threat, by the way. That's an encouragement. Please be here next week. <laughs> There'll be a good testimony, I think. Is that right, Ruth? Come on. I love it. The battle is the Lord's. See, when God, God made the world for us, He prepared a finished world for us. He had fruit trees. He had herbs. He had flowers. He had streams and rivers and animals. And when man was created, he was given a, a finished world. That's just like our God. He, he just wants to bless us. He just wants to bless us. You live in time, but God lives in, in eternity. He is eternal. You take time, but God gives time. He wants to give you time. We take it. We receive from God. Your Father has already prepared your future, and you can enter into it by faith. He has a plan for your life. He has blessings marked out, and you've just got to trust Him all the way. And as you go over the top of the hill and you think, mate, this is scary, like going in the roller Ever been in a roller coaster? I don't like those roller coasters. I don't like heights. But anyway, any rate, you're going over the top of the hill and you go down and you think, mate, this valley's a bit steep. But no, God says this, I'm taking you on a journey and I'm preparing you for all the greatness that I have to bring you into in your life. Hallelujah. Even through the trials, his yoke is easy and his burden is light, even through the trials. See, if you listen to God, your life will be easy. That doesn't mean to say you won't have trials, but He'll take you through them. He will carry you through them. It's a lot worse without the Lord. I never want to do life or go through what we go through in life without the Lord. His yoke is easy. His burden is light. Have we got a time here? Eleven oh nine. That means I've got five minutes to wrap up, eh? Praise God. So God wants the Lord. The battle is the Lord. It's, he wants us to feed on His goodness. You know, I, I just love Psalm twenty three. Eh? Everybody loves Psalm twenty three. Verse five. David is there and he says, "You prepare a table for me in the presence of my enemies." So what's David doing? Is he is he sharpening up a sword to fight the battle? Or, you know, he's sitting down having a feast. As the enemies are there, and he says, oh, you got it, Lord. Let's have a feed. I just want to feed on you. I want to, learn, I want to have more of you because you are the bread of life. You, you're my sustenance. So let's just, and God prepares a table right in the presence of our enemies. And we have the victory in him. 
beautiful table prepared this morning, feeding on Jesus' body. This is my body, which is for you. We're of his flesh and of his bones, Ephesians 5 and 30 says. This is my blood, the blood of the new covenant. Awesome, wonderful word this morning. God prepares a table for us. Feed on him, trust in him. Faith has great reward. The battle is the Lord's. You know, when we started out this year with Evangeline, she goes to Tati school, and uh, last year she had a, a wonderful teacher that understood her, and she really loved her teacher, and she was very, very anxious about starting this year. But as school happens with schools, and Tati school's growing, uh, they got an extra classroom this year, and some teachers left, and guess what? The first day she went back on Thursday, Ruth and I were praying about it too, and uh, but God comes in and answers our prayer. Guess what happened? She got the same teacher as last year. That teacher had moved up a year. She came home exuberant and, and full of joy. And Ruth had told me even before she came home, guess what? She's got the same. Oh, I'm so pleased she's got the same teacher. God is for us. God goes before. He answers our prayers. The battle is the Lord's. And you might say, well, it doesn't seem like it. You know, my teenage son or daughter is... It's keeping company with the wrong people, and I'm very, very anxious about that. Or my business is going really bad, and I'm really anxious about that. Or, or it could be a myriad of things. You might be at school and, and, and being bullied by friends. Or, but the battle is the Lord's. God wants us just to let go and let God, to look to Him, to have faith in Him, to trust in Him at all times. I don't know if it's just um, the world we live in today where we want everything and we want it now. Give me patience, Lord, give it to me now. You know, but Noah, can you imagine him building that ark with his three sons? It never rained before, you know? Ten years goes by, man. Would you wait ten years building an ark if it didn't rain? You know, Dad, are you sure you got the right message from God? Don't you want to go back and recheck it? Twenty years go by. You know, we really love you, Dad, but boy, she's been hard yakky building this boat. 20 years, 50 years down the track. What patience, what faith. No wonder Noah is there in Hebrews 11, eh? No wonder. God wants you to have patience and have faith in His Son, our Lord Jesus Christ. The battle really is the Lord's. See, when you're with God, one person can put 1,000 to flight and two, 10,000. I want to tell you this morning that Jesus is the door. He's the door into all blessings, all spiritual blessings. He's the door into eternal life. He is that life. And this morning, if you've never received Jesus, if you've never stepped in through the door, if you're still living your life, if, you're still, if it's still all about you, you can come and you can step through the door. He said, I am the door. And this morning you can say, He is my door. I am going to receive Jesus. I'm going to take what He has. I'm going to be rewarded for all that He did on the cross. He took my sin, my place. He was wounded for my transgressions, and I'm going to receive His perfect righteousness. You can step in. You can be that person this morning that will step into life this morning and receive Jesus. It's just so simple. It's just so simple. Let's bow our heads this morning. I want to give every, anyone here who doesn't know the Lord Jesus as their personal Savior an opportunity this morning to ask them into their heart, into their life. And if that's you this morning and you've never trusted Jesus and you're hearing and pulling on your heartstrings this morning, He's saying, come to you. 
Come to me. I've always loved you. I died for you. I will receive you. And I, and I personally want to stand with you this morning. And I want to... I want you to just reach up your hand if that's you this morning and you want to receive Jesus and invite Him into your heart this morning. Is there anyone here that wants to invite Jesus into their heart? The King of kings and Lord of lords. Put your hand up if that's you. Thank you. Thank you. That's an awesome decision today. Because when we invite Him in, He'll come. No matter how young we are, how old we are. So with every head bowed and eye closed, I just want you to pray with me. Those that put up your hands. And we can all pray this together. Dear Lord Jesus, I know that I have sinned. I ask for your forgiveness. I believe you died for my sins. I believe that you rose again from the dead for me. I turn from myself to you. I invite you to come into my heart and my life today. I trust you as my Lord and my Savior from now on. Amen. Hallelujah. And if you ask Jesus to come in today, He will. And I want to encourage you to look to Him every moment of your life, every day of your life. There's no limit to what God can do in the places He can take you in life. He will empower you. But look to the Lord. He is who He says He is. Amen.